Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com is Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, um, it's so funny. Last week, we, we, we bagged on the NFL matchups. We got amazing games, right? That Pittsburgh-Baltimore game was incredible. The Seattle-Niners game was incredible. And then you had the upset of all upsets, Alabama upsetting Georgia in the SEC title game. Um, just a fantastic sports weekend. And by the way, for Alabama, if you combo the Alabama underdog defeating Georgia and then the Alabama basketball team upsetting Gonzaga in basketball, I don't think at the state of Alabama has ever had a better sports weekend. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, the Crimson Tide definitely righted the ship, uh, you know, played the way that we've I think both kind of been waiting for them to play uh, this season, Seth. Uh, you know, they were certainly inconsistent against teams like Florida. They had a loss under their belt. They came into this game as underdogs. We talked about that. That was the first time they were underdogs in something like three, four seasons. Uh, you know, and Nick Saban usually writes the ship. So, you know, was I concerned? Oh, yeah, a little bit. They were underdogs in that game. But it, it's good for the sport that uh, Alabama is in the college football playoff. And, uh, you know, and credit to Georgia, they deserve one of those four playoff spots as well, which we talked about last week. Um, Great weekend of sports, whether it was college, whether it was NFL, whether it was the hoops, whether it was the NBA. Uh, It's awesome. It's a great time of year right now, but it's also great that we're at a point of year where we can really hyper focus on a lot of these individual matchups as uh, it's not just a a smorgasbord of sports out there. Uh, It's really, really fine dining at this point. Yeah, that was crazy. Um just the, the quality of the of the games was amazing. The Detroit Lions, uh, that game. Why couldn't they play that game on Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, like we said, it's not tradition on Thanksgiving if the Lions don't absolutely, uh, you know, just Employed. drop a stinker out there. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, nice for the Lions to get a win like that over the Vikings. The Vikings have been pretty inconsistent this year, you know, five and seven. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's no secret that I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan, so... At least I feel uh, validated whenever I see him lose to a team like the Lions. But kudos to the Lions for getting on the board. You know, a draw doesn't quite do it like they had against the Steelers. So good for them. One win. Hopefully they can make a second one before the season's over. Still don't think they're great, but hey, they'll take one. Yeah, they they will indeed. And then, of course, uh, now the college world kind of shuts down for a couple of weeks before you start getting the proliferation of the uh, Sarsaparilla Bowl and all the other random (laughs) uh, bowls. you know, it's it's just funny the, the the bowl system seems antiquated in the sense that when you design this playoff, if anybody, you know, can, complains, they want to expand that playoff. The reality of it is, is these bowl games are becoming less and less important. Now, they're still important to the schools, but they're not important to the players and really good players. The ones who are in the one percent that might be headed to the pros, they usually sit out these games. So that changes your attitude when it comes to betting these games. And also the, what it shows is that if the players aren't playing this one, you know, if they're not making it a big deal, why am I making it a big deal? Right, Seth. And even before the players uh, started opting out of these games, which is a trend we've noticed in, uh, certainly uh, more in the last couple of years, uh, the fans have certainly opted out. Uh, you know, we see these games where it's a massive stadium and especially the early ones uh, in the middle of December, uh, maybe 10% capacity for some of them, 15% capacity. Don't get me wrong. I love a trip to Barbados when it's on someone else's dime, but I'm not making a point 
to go to Barbados to watch college football uh, or wherever they're playing in the Caribbean this year and the variously uh, named sponsored uh, games. But uh, when it comes to betting, I mean, the numbers don't lie there. Uh, these isolated games, uh, regardless of who's playing in them, still get a good amount of amount of handle at Bavada. So uh, I'm, I continue to be you know, somewhat surprised that, uh, that there is that kind of attraction to it. Part of it's maybe the live betting. Part of it is that all these games still are nationally televised across the ESPN family of networks. CBS gets a few, ABC does them as well. So uh, they do get that prime billing. But yeah, you watch them and, uh, you know, they're glorified exhibition games for the most part. Uh, are some of them more fun than others when you have, you know, two top ranked teams uh, like Pittsburgh and Michigan State? They're not in the college football uh, playoff this year, but they're number 12, they're number 10. They had pretty good seasons. I think if you're looking at teams in transition, maybe that's attractive to you. But for most of these games, yeah, I, I'm tuning out uh, unless I literally have to watch for work purposes. Well, there's no secret uh, that, you know, these games, you know, they come fast and furious. There's, you know, there'll be a game on every night and uh, it's just, it, you know, for a football junkie, I guess it, it's wonderful. But, uh, I, you know, th- these bowls used to have more value and it, it, it's been uh, diminished. One thing that has not been diminished is the Army-Navy game happens every year um it gets a ton of viewers it's a very patriotic thing and i i think that's a neat uh aspect given you know all the toxicity that's gone on in the world um i am going to be attending my first ever army navy game um i'm going to be covering it for the first time because of the 20th anniversary uh of 9 11 uh, they move the game, you know, generally it, it can happen in West Point. It can happen in Connecticut. It can happen in Philadelphia. Um, well, this time it's happening at the Meadowlands and I'll be there this Saturday. I've heard from a lot of people, the pomp and circumstance is truly, truly remarkable. But what about the gambling for the game? Is there gambling on the Army Navy game? I mean, of course, there's gambling on the Army Navy game, Seth. Um, and you know, uh, after after watching the Patriots Bills game on Monday night, I feel like you have a good expectation of what's really in store in this game. It's not a lot of passing. Uh, the running plays uh, will be pretty dynamic. I, I I like the triple option. I think it's fantastic because it's so difficult to prepare for, unless you're one of these two teams playing on Saturday. Uh, it's great that college football gives this game the kind of isolation that it does. It does build it up. It does create more uh, eyes on it. And again, we will have player props, live betting, everything else for this event. And I personally like it. I also quite like it that because of all the running games, you're guaranteed that it's not one of these four-hour SEC games uh, with a, a ton of commercial break. This game is over in three hours or less. It's a nice way to ease into your evening. And uh, also, it, for me, it's, it's a nice little break after some of these college football Saturdays where you have 50, 60 games out there. It's a lot to keep uh, a hold of. So whether it's Army, Navy, or these bowl games going up, we actually feel for the first time all year that we have a handle on these games that we can properly handicap them at Bavada. It's really difficult when there's that many games all season, but Army Navy is the first that we can really give that isolated attention to. So personally, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a pretty, pretty good situation. What's the uh, latest odds on this Army Navy game? So latest odds on this game, Seth, uh, Army, which is uh, losing the series in this uh, Army-Navy matchup. Army is actually a seven and a half point favorite at Bavada right now. The over-under is sitting at 34. Um, that's kind of typical for games like these. You're not expecting a lot of scoring. And if there is any scoring, these are long drives. Again, with all the running plays, they do. They're teams that uh, like to run on fourth down a lot if they've set up the fourth and short. So uh, you don't really get a lot of possessions in this 
game. So as a result, that's why you see that uh, very low total. And as it currently stands, about 65% of all bets on this one are on Army. So Army hoping to close that gap uh, in that uh, long-term record between Navy and Army. And uh, based on the current odds, they're looking okay. Now to the NFL, and this is week 14 in the National Football League. Remember, we have 18 weeks of this uh, and then the playoffs. So it's just uh, a lot more football. Let's start it off this Thursday. As we know, we start the NFL week with Thursday night football on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings close line here. Uh, the Vikings coming off that horrific loss to the Detroit Lions and the Steelers stealing a victory from the Baltimore Ravens. That uh, that that decision to go for two is still scrutinized. What's your thought on Steelers and Vikings? Yeah, a very curious game, Seth. I mean, I know uh, the, the two teams had, uh, you know, I, if you take them at face value, yeah, that Vikings loss is horrific. That Steelers, uh, you know, come back against the Ravens. Uh, perhaps meaningful i look at that as the ravens really let one get away I, I like the decision to go for two at the end of the game you've got someone like lamar jackson that uh can be super creative super dynamic in a short space like that uh yeah the play was there the um i think it was mark andrews on the right hand side whoever it was the play was right there developed right in front of him should have been an easy two-point conversion but that happens in the nfl uh Looking at this Steelers team, I got to say, I'm, I'm still not impressed. Uh, I don't think Big Ben is looking good out there. I think that's confirmed that this is going to be his last season in Pittsburgh. And frankly, I think that was a long time coming. He hasn't been good under center for a long time. But um, this is a recency bias kind of business, Seth. And despite the Steelers being three-point underdogs at Bavada and plus 145 on the money line, 70% of all bets are on the Steelers in this one. Uh, Over-under sitting at 44.5 right now. I still can't get over the how the Ravens went for two. I, I still can't get. You over didn't it. like it? No, I look. I admire the 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 gumption for it, but what it does is it shows a lack of faith in your team. Um, it, 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 you you had the opportunity to, you know, you're better than them. You 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 know you're better than them. You just drove down the field. Why put all your eggs in one play where the law, where, where if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you lose the game as opposed to overtime? I, I, I just you kick the ball and you, you, you do it. it to me. It's more confidence in your team that your team can win in overtime. What's more of a crapshoot overtime against the Pittsburgh Steelers or one play? I right, always take I, overtime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly more ambiguous when uh, you're the favorite in the game. Um, if you're the underdog, I almost always love that spot because if you are the underdog, a uh, two-point conversion, regardless of the team, uh, generally speaking, has a relatively high enough success rate uh, versus you just winning the game in overtime if you were the pregame underdog. So I like it a lot more for the underdog in that spot. But I, I mean, again, if you're the Ravens and you have a QB like Lamar Jackson who can do dynamic things down there, can improv... I don't hate it, but uh, I can certainly see the argument that, uh, you know, in that spot, if you are the favorite in that game, if you are the better team, if you've just shown that you're able to do that, and listen, the Steelers 
offense wasn't dynamic all game anyways. I mean, you have to have a little bit of faith there. And, uh, you know, a tie is horrible, but in that AFC North, uh, a tie doesn't really hurt you. It gives you that extra layer of separation against teams like the Bengals, against teams like the Browns, and, and what's now all of a sudden a really wide open AFC North. I mean, the Steelers really saved their season on that play, and, uh, you know, maybe the Ravens did them a favor by going for two. I usually like it, but uh, I can appreciate that maybe it wasn't so clear cut. All right, let's move on to Sunday. And, of course, uh, it seems like we talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks all the time. <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, they have an intriguing matchup against a Buffalo Bills team that is smarting. Um, they had a chance to beat the New England Patriots uh, in a windy, cold, awful game that that to tell you the truth, not, not awful from the standpoint of it wasn't a lack of competitiveness, but the Buffalo Bills didn't get a chance to execute any part of their game plan. Whereas the Patriots just seem to roll with their game plan. Now they go into sunny Tampa, Florida take on a Tampa Bay that's that's pneumonia right there you're going from Buffalo to Tampa in a couple of days this is how people catch pneumonia uh Bill's Buccaneers Bill's Buccaneers yeah uh, interesting one and uh, yeah after that Monday Night Football game Seth it's it's really tough to uh you know what, what do we make of the Buffalo Bills after that they're playing in you know 31 uh, mile power when it was just nonsense I was watching the pregame videos and seeing from 30 yards out the wind like a wall just stopped a lot of these uh, field goal kicks, uh, they were able to actually make a couple in the game, uh, which was a bit of a surprise to me. But uh, yeah, you know, the Bills absolutely smarting. Uh, you know, they started the season off as the AFC East favorites. Now seven and five, two games below the Patriots. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know. You know, I, I still think this team is good on paper, even if uh, uh, Pat Morrow's very heavily stacked Buffalo Bills fantasy team was knocked out of playoff contention this week. Again, I'll, I'll blame the wind a little bit more for this one. Tampa looking like, uh, you know, they're right where they should be. Nine and three in the NFC South. Nobody knocking on their door four games up. Having said all of that, Tampa only a three and a half point favorite at Bavada right now. So we are signaling to the betting public that we still think the Bills are pretty good. We still like their defense. We still like Josh Allen and we love them. We love them a lot more in South Florida instead of playing in Buffalo with winds like that, cold weather like that. Uh, a good opportunity for them to not so much right the ship, but show that they are the team that we thought they were for most of the season. Uh, again, Tampa Bay, three and a half point favorites over under sitting at 52 and a half right now, Seth, the highest on the board this week. Meanwhile, those Baltimore Ravens after that big loss to Pittsburgh, they go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And again, this is the, the franchise formerly known as the Cleveland Browns taking on the franchise currently known as the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, my obsession with relocation and, and, uh, the Baltimore Ravens Cleveland Browns rivalry is fascinating to me because, you know, as generations go by, people forget that the Ravens were once the Browns. Yeah. And an interesting matchup, Seth, because these two teams uh, just played each other um, only two weeks ago, actually, um, in another game that was really poor weather from start to finish. Uh, Baltimore eked that one out 16 to 10. Um, you know, the, uh, we like the Browns at Bavada a lot. Uh, analytics front office, they do a lot of things right. Um, you know, execution is a little bit where they've struggled the last uh, couple of years, but again, you know, wide open AFC North, massively, massively impactful game. Browns ever so slight favorites in this one, uh, two and a half point favorites at Bavada right now, over under sitting at 42 and a half, which is ever so slightly higher than the 26. They were only able to put up uh, two weeks ago against each other. So assuming weather holds up uh, a great opportunity for Cleveland to get a little bit more out of their offense, uh, 
should be a good one. You know, I, I still wonder, Seth, with this AFC North, who's good, who's bad. And hopefully after this Sunday, we'll have a little bit more context as to what to expect. Baltimore can write the ship, certainly take the division uh, by the balls after this weekend, or Cleveland can be right back in the thick of it. So certainly a fascinating one to watch for. And then the Monday night game, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, which seem to be you know picking up steam, uh, go into Phoenix or Glendale, Arizona. Let's let's call it the way it is. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who could be your favorite to go to the Super Bowl. And that sounds strange to say because uh, the Arizona Cardinals don't usually go to the Super Bowl. No, no. Uh, generally speaking, the Arizona Cardinals uh, have more success uh, in Jerry Maguire than they do in real NFL. But yeah, I, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals continue to make me look uh, pretty foolish this year, Seth. Uh, I'm not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury, but uh, the defense is doing great things, which is something you could never say about any of his teams in the pros or in college. Uh, you know, they do have two losses this season, but I mean, they've also struggled with injuries. Uh, and yet here they are 10 and two right in the thick of things. And if we were lining this game at the beginning of the season, even with the Rams on the road, the Rams would absolutely be the favorite in this game. However, looking at the updated lines at Pavada, the Cardinals are three-point home favorites in this one. Uh, Rams getting a little bit more money, about 55-45 right now. Over-under is sitting 51 and a half. Uh, listen, I like the Rams. I, I, I like what the Cardinals players are doing. Uh, I still tip the coaching advantage to the Rams in this one, but... Again, NFL absolutely nails it with scheduling a beauty of a Monday night football game. Uh, really has a chance to be the best game of the week. So I think uh, we're going to see some great betting on that one. And hopefully the play on the field uh, meets the anticipation in this one. Don't forget the uh, schedule next week uh, starts including a couple of Saturday NFL games, which changes everything because then what happens is you can focus more on the red zone games uh, on Sunday and you still have Sunday night football. And then what happens Week 18, every game is a Sunday 1 or 4 o'clock Eastern time game. Um, that's when things get really bonkers. No Thursday night, no Monday night, no Sunday night even. And uh, everything comes by. And what a fun day of football that'll be. But that'll be in 2022. We'll be, we'll be in the future by then. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, we will have put COVID behind us once and for good. And we'll, you know, we'll be able to laugh about it and it'll never impact our lives ever again. Right, Seth? <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And then, of course, once you get into January, you know, still the NFL with the with the playoffs. Um, are there early lines on the two uh, semifinal games, the uh, the Georgia Michigan game and, of course, the uh, Cincinnati Alabama game? Uh, yes, there is. Um, yeah, Alabama, you know, really, really lucked out. Uh, you know, they had to win that last game just to even make it into the playoff. And they get a Cincinnati team that is, uh, you know, God bless them. They uh, they beat everyone that was put in front of them this year, which is all you can ask. But, uh, you know, Notre Dame did that a few years ago, and they got a team like Alabama in this college football playoff matchup. And, well, no surprise, Alabama is a two-touchdown favorite. They are exactly 14-point favorites at Bavada right now. This line opened at 13 and a half, and no real surprise that early money is favoring the Crimson Tide. Uh, the way that they were able to beat Georgia on Saturday really reinforced a lot of okay, this is the team we expect. This is the team that uh, they always should be. Listen, Cincinnati was no slouch this year, but uh, they will have to shock the world to beat Alabama in that first college football playoff game. Uh, looking ahead to Georgia-Michigan, a little bit tighter. Georgia opened as a seven-point favorite at Bavada, ever so slightly up to eight right now. 
And uh, no surprise that the over-under is much lower in this game with that excellent, excellent George defense. Over-under sitting at 44 right now, Seth, but we have so much time between now and when these games kick off. Uh, certainly don't be surprised to see a lot of line movement. Uh, we have, yeah, almost, almost a month. We have three weeks until these games kick off. Going to be great ones. Absolute bangers on New Year's Eve. What a better way to ring in the new year and uh, say goodbye to 2021. Should be fantastic. I mean, I know we're old dead and we don't uh, go out for New Year's Eve anymore, but why are those games on New Year's Eve? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I'm glad I'll be back in Canada for those because trying to keep up with these North American sports on a UK time zone has been uh, really just kind of silly. I, I, you know, I have to pick a side. I need to decide where I'm living and when I'm appreciating the sun going up and down. It'll be a little bit easier on uh, New Year's Eve with those 3.30 and 7.30. But uh, yeah, I, I think as soon as Georgia, Michigan is done, we'll say goodbye to 2021. I'll clink glasses with the misses and uh, right to bed at 12.01. Yeah, it just seems like it'll be, uh, a, you know, a stretch to, uh, to you know, to... I don't know. I just it, it just seems like that's not a big television day. I, I, I don't I don't look at December 31st as a big television day. I, I, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't even conceptualize it. COVID wasn't a big change in, as far as New Year's. You know, the other days. Yeah, sure. COVID made things different. But staying home on New Year's Eve. I mean, that's kind of been like the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, um, I and it's interesting because that 730 start, right? That is. These college football games go three and a half hours, especially half if hours, they're so a big one. So, I mean, the they, it, is going to ble- it is going to bleed into uh, 2021 almost certainly. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, the wife and I, we have no plans. We're, we're going to be at home watching these games, managing the lines. So it, it works for me. I'll tell you this. It's actually better than me throwing on ABC or CBS for any one of those. Uh, Rock and you know, Ring in the New Year shows. Rock and yeah, you know, the, the, those ones aren't for me anyway. So Kathy you know, Griffin. The wife, the, yeah, exactly. The, hey, listen, the wife likes the musical shows and the, the performances. And so begrudgingly, I'll have to tell her, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to watch football. It's work. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> That'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Uh, our thanks to Patrick Morrow, as always, for joining us. Uh, I'm Seth Everett. We will see you next week with uh, another week in the NFL. We'll start to get into these bowl games and uh, we'll get colder and colder and colder uh, as we roll on here. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Go Army, beat Navy.